This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. I'm your host, Meryl Vandermova, and today I'm going to be talking about teaching your children about their digital footprints in episode 124. So I'm sure you're familiar with the term digital footprint, the concept that everything we do online has the ability to be tracked. And just like you leave footprints in the sand, so you leave digital footprints. But there is a big difference between the footprints we leave on the beach and the footprints we leave online. And that big difference is the ones online don't get washed away by the next wave. And this is why it is so important to be teaching our children about a digital footprint. I had this down as a topic to talk about um, I've had it down for quite a while and just hadn't got around to it. But something that um, I read in the news a couple of weeks ago really made me uh, remember that I had this topic down and thought that I should come and talk to you about it. And it actually, the topic, the, um, the news report that triggered my memory um, was one about Parler, the social media site. And um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with what happened or not, but it all came out around about the time, obviously, of the uh, the riots um, at the Capitol and um, Parler eventually sort of having all the drama that went around it. But I'm not talking about any of that. I actually want to talk about something that relates to digital footprint. Um, and I just looked up the story again to make sure that I got it correct uh, on, on Wired.com. And basically, the problem that happened there was that there wasn't sufficient security put in and when people were posting on Parler what was happening is each post was being stored sequentially with a number a sequential number on it whereas um, like Twitter randomizes the actual uh, the actual when it's stored you know how it's stored so the link isn't easy to find so you can't just easily sort of hack into one and then get everybody else's from that because there isn't a sequential way of storing the data in in database. I'm, I'm going to put the Wired article in so you can go read it up, but you can also just kind of Google it, anything to do about um, uh, parlor and hacking and downloads, anything like that will come up with the story. And so basically what happens was that you could go on and as long as you could kind of find the link to one of the stories, you could just download everything. And I... Uh, not sure how many people, how much it was actually downloaded or not, but the point was that all those posts that people thought um, were safe and possibly that even gone on and deleted were actually sitting in a database just that easy to download because Parler hadn't set it up correctly to make it secure um, in the first place. And I believe also that they didn't strip out um, the metadata and location and things from people's posts as they were posting, which Twitter does. And so again, you could actually find, um, you know, like where people who are on Parler's homes were, etc., which is obviously a scary thought. But it just reminded me that, you know, we, we put our faith in the programs and the social media 
um, things. In fact, probably as adults, we put our faith less in it. But still, we just kind of go on and think that we're secure online and we're not. And it doesn't really matter what you're using. You can't assume that that site is actually going to deal with your data the way you'd like it to. And so as adults, we need to be careful. And as we are careful, we need to be teaching our children. And you need to teach them from when they were young to be careful. Because as they get into their teen years, when it really starts to matter, as you, those of you who have teens probably know, it's a whole lot harder to convince your kids of anything. So let's start with the younger kids. As you do things to be careful, maybe you use a browser incognito, or maybe you check the location settings on your iPhone and you turn it off on things like photographs. In fact, you really only need your location setting on Google Maps, I think. Um, but you know, as you as you perhaps sit there and go through it and make sure that it's not on on different apps, and your younger kids are around, tell them what you're doing. Start to explain to them long before they get a phone, long before they're doing a lot online so that they learn to be cautious. And I'm going to have some links in the show notes and you can find the show notes at homeschoolingwithtechnology.com to a couple of resources you can use. The first one is on code.org and it's great for younger kids. And basically um, there's a whole lesson plan, but the one part that you particularly might want to do with your, your younger children is called Follow the Digital Trail. And it's a little story about um, two different animals who decide to go and post it on, online without asking their parents and what sort of happens and what information gets out there. So it's a good beginning to start talking with your kids about what they need to be cautious about. Then Google has um, a short little curriculum aimed at middle and high school, so I would say middle school is great to start there, called Understand Your Digital Footprint. And what it is is a series of little videos, and then there are um, assignments for them. It actually gets them to create a spreadsheet tracking where the digital footprints are. And it's, it's designed for group work in class, but you can obviously do it maybe with your children all together or get to do it with a friend. Um, and they actually go through and think, and as you work through it, they think through more and more things. And this talks a lot about cookies and online tracking, um, you know, the whole way that you get ads targeted to you, all that kind of thing. But also at the end, there are extension topics and those ones I would say definitely have a look at because that's where it starts looking at the social media accounts, which is going to be something your kids are going to get particularly into when they're in high school. Then there's also a, um, a TEDx talk that I listened to and I'll put the link in by Michelle Pledge, 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 Pledger, I'm trying to remember now, I think I might have got her name wrong, it's Pledger, right, it's her name is Michelle Pledger, and she is a, um, a U.S. history teacher, and she talks about how she has been trying to teach her students about the digital footprints, and in fact, she has written um, a spoken word poem all about it, which she recites as part of it. And this is something you may want to sit and listen to with your teens. She does a really good job and it's a very novel way of actually exploring the topic. She says it is the, the least favorite um, spoken word that she does with her class because they don't like what she's saying, even though they know it's true. Then, of course, what you really need to be sure about is as your kids are getting into their teen years is that they understand that they are leaving a digital footprint which is going to 
follow them into college and into the workplace. And they need to start to think really carefully about what they're posting on social media and what can be found about them online. One thing you can do is to get your kids to Google their own names. Now, you might not find anything much if they haven't done anything, um, but they can also maybe try friends' names and you can start to see what is online. Now, they hopefully... Um, Many of your kids will have private accounts and so they'll think, well, maybe nothing can be found, but you still don't know exactly what might come out. And you perhaps want to look and see Kaplan every every couple of years at least has um, does a, a survey of college admissions officers. And one of the things that it looks at is, is how they look at the um, social media of the students that are coming in. And um, the one that I found was that was posted in January 13th, January 13th, 2020. Again, I'll have the link for it. And it was talking about the results from the um, 2019 uh, college admissions officers found that 36% of the nearly 300 admissions officers polled visit applicants' social media profiles like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube to learn more about them, up from 25% the year before. So... This is something that kids need to understand that they are there and looking at it. Of the admissions officers who have checked out an applicant's social media footprint, about one in five, that's 19%, say they do it often, which is also something that's gone up. Another article I read pointed out that a lot of these admissions officers are in the young, are in, in the early 20s or late 20s, so they're on these platforms anyway. And they're posting because they're trying to interact with the students and you never know what they might find by mistake. Um, and there are many stories out there of students who've been accepted into a great college only to have that acceptance removed when something is found on the social media that is compromising. So your kids need to start to think very carefully because even though they might feel like it's something they can delete, um, you know, People can take screenshots and you really need to understand that anything you put online stays there forever. It's just, you know, when they're younger, teach them to be nice online, to be kind, um, to think about what people are think, will think when they post things and to just to be so much aware, not just to type something and hit send, but to just spend a few seconds thinking before they do something. But, you know, we often think about digital footprints in a negative way. And so you think, well, you know, I'm... You don't want to just go there and tell your kids to be careful about all the negative things, but also help them to create a positive digital footprint. And one of the ways of doing that is that if they're actually doing things that when they Googled, when you Google their name, comes up with positive things. What are they doing in um, your local community? Volunteering, for instance. I know, you know, my own kids got into the paper for volunteer work they'd done. They got into the newspapers, which then obviously everything's online, for competitions they'd won. Um... And I remember one of my past students, he um, was doing an interview, well, he, he had an interview with um, an alumni from one of the colleges he was applying to. And he told me that um, the lady who'd interviewed him had said, oh, um, she'd noticed that that my name kept cropping up and she actually lived down the street from us. Now, I didn't really know who I knew who she was, but because we're in the same neighborhood and the same neighborhood groups, she recognized my name and obviously I knew hers. And she knew that because <laughs> she'd been searching for him online. And fortunately, 
our names were linked because I'd been the, the um, teacher sponsor in a number of competitions that he'd done really well in. And so that's how it had come up. So those things are important. You want them to recruiters to actually find good things ab about your children and also as they're getting into college and into high school, uh, sorry, and into, into the workplace. If they Google your child's name, will they find the good that they've done? The, uh, you know, whether, whether it's being kind and doing something in the community, community service, whether it's sports that they've achieved in, academics, there's so many different things. It's not one thing that they need to be found for, but it, it isn't bad to get some publicity. The other thing is your child could actually perhaps have a YouTube channel or a, a blog, um, or they could just have a website that features everything that they've done. And again, when they're doing these kind of things, they need to learn to be careful not to have location data and everything else, but it still is going to be something that shows who they are and what they have achieved. So make sure, particularly when you're dealing with high schoolers, don't just talk about the negatives of a digital footprint because that's not gonna go down so well, but also talk to them about thinking about the positive side of the digital footprint and how they can go about making sure that they're putting forward to the world the picture of themselves that they want the world to see. Well, I hope this was useful to you. And if it was, think about sharing this episode with a friend. Um, also, obviously, we'd really appreciate a liking and review um, wherever you're getting the podcast because that helps us be found by other people. And don't forget that we do have a Facebook community, the Homeschooling with Technology community. Just find us on Facebook and there'll be a link to it too and join the conversation there. That's all for this week and I'll see you again, same time, same place next week. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermerva. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.